Hello, welcome to In My Body. This is episode 11. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Tammy here. How have you been, Tammy? How's 2022 for you? Mm, really good. I think I am looking forward to 2022. Mm. I was reflecting on the cap. Yeah, several things has happened. Mm. Um, but still, I am feeling excited. Mm. How about you, Yoke? Um, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good, and and just generally, very content and happy with uh, the way this year has opened for me. There's been quite a few events that happen where. I experienced, um, like I went into my deep freeze kind of mode in my body, in my body podcast. Yeah, a few things that happened just within the first three weeks. No, now we are second, second week of January, right? And uh, several things that made me enter into deep freeze. And I guess what I'm, what I'm glad is just having done the, this work. On myself and gaining awareness about the signals that my body sends me in uh, different situations that I've been in. I, I, I know how to recognize uh, when I'm entering into this free state and I, I'm also really grateful for knowing and also noticing to apply and to utilize resources to help me move through my free states back into you know a state where I feel connected again. So even though it's only been two weeks since 2022 opened, uh, I'm just learning a lot and also being very grateful for where I am yeah, in my life. Sounds like two months have passed in two weeks. <laughs> well, I, I guess, um, you know, when, when we are living fully and being very present, then, you know, every day can feel like, or, or rather we recognize that there's so many different emotional and bodily states that we, we go through. And so, yeah, you know, we, we can feel like a long time has passed, even though it's just been a day or a week. Yeah. I realized the moment when I started to feel more living in my body, right? Mm-hmm. I do feel that every day, even though a day has passed, it seems like a year has passed for me. Right. Like it's like right. really a long time I have been through. And I'm also reflecting on my own states. Yeah. Uh, ever since I have done the podcast with you and mm. many of our friends, mm. I also was reading up a little bit more on the polyvagal theory and 
thinking of just sitting with myself like how like a free state might look like in my body a flight state how might it be and I, I think am. I'm learning quite yeah. a bit as well nice nice um, we can potentially talk about that so for today's episode Tammy and I didn't really plan um, a, a particular topic that we want to dive into but we were thinking since it's the opening of a new year uh, we can take some time to reflect on some of the things that stood out for us in the past episodes and uh, possibly you know, expanding into something that we spoke about previously but didn't have the chance to enter into. So I think polyvagal theory, it's, it's a great place to begin. But um, Tammy, I wanted to tell you this morning when I was reflecting mm. on our podcast, I, I went to check uh, at the stats, the statistics of who is listening okay. to our podcast. And I was really surprised to see... Uh, quite a bit of listeners from the US mm-hmm. and, and interestingly from the state of Virginia and Washington. So if you're listening in from Virginia and Washington, we just want to thank you for, for tuning in and, and being with us for however many episodes that you have um, checked in so far. Uh, we also have listeners from Germany. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to say hello. Yeah, from hi. the other side of the world. <laughs> yeah, so hi, yeah, wherever you're listening in, you know, whether it's morning, afternoon or evening time, we just want to say thank you once again uh, for listening to us. I think just like what Tammy was saying, I have been reflecting on this podcast for, I think, uh, for, for quite some time before we wind down last year. And I'm just really grateful with um, what we have created and and I think what I'm most appreciative is that little moments that we spend connecting in with each other uh, in a way where you know we're just creating a space to reflect on certain topics with each other and there's there's no expectations about what we need to say particularly to drive across certain messages or, or um, uh, certain points that we must mm. we must bring up, but really, an allowing of the time and space for us to feel safe to to kind of just yeah reflect on issues that are close to our heart. Mm. And for me, I really feel like um, this entire podcast has been really cathartic for me. Mm. Um, I don't usually spend time to uh, express myself I think mm. um, in the past I, I gradually tried to explore writing mm. but I gave up after a while because I would feel like I want to jot down every single thing in my mind and it gets really very tiring after a while um, mm. Just being in this podcast, I can just say what I want yeah. at any time and I don't need to remember anything. Mm. Being in the company of um, people who make me feel very safe, very accepted and acknowledged. Um, I feel like uh, he has enabled me to 
by the end of 2021, I was able to come to some uh, realization that maybe, yeah, I have been spending all my life chasing after things mm. and doing many, many things, keeping busy. Mm. And I wasn't really aware of that. Okay. Uh, like I might fall back into this pattern. Yeah. Mm. There was a brief, uh, not brief period, maybe a year or so, I slowed down. Mm. But after a while, I realized I went back to the being busy mode and I didn't realize it mm. until by the end of 2021. And for some reason, I decided to uh, set a resolution for myself to, to grow internally um, more than just chasing after things that will help me to grow. Yeah, but okay. to really, okay. I don't know if you know what I mean, but rather than just doing things, but just being mm. and uh, slow down, mm. um, also spend time to, uh, for all the things that I could or couldn't do, to stay with that experience, to forgive myself for anything and yeah, live my life this way. Mm. Wow. I thought that was a really precious um, realization or resolution that I have. What led you to that realization? Actually, I don't know. Mm. Like, I don't think I have a particular reason other than mm. reflecting on this experience. Mm. Mm. Maybe I do notice a pattern and I decided to want to break that pattern. Okay. Then I, after a while, I decided not to think too much because back in one of our episodes, we talked about meaning making. Yeah. And to yeah. just lose... The idea of meaning making So I decided not to think too much Great And just go with this resolution of mine And see where that takes me for the entire year Oh, I, I love that And that, that was the episode with Shannon, right? Yeah The two episodes with Shannon And you know, even when you were talking about How this podcast has given you an avenue to express yourself in ways that um, maybe previously your writing hasn't really um, been able to do that. I was also thinking about the episodes that we did with Shannon because she talked about self-expressions, mm. you know, the different different ways of self-expressions and how those are useful in healing trauma. Yeah, and, and when I reflected on her episodes, I, I realized that when we engage in different ways of expressing ourselves, essentially we are taking like baby steps to reclaiming ourselves and, and who we are. Uh, so yeah, just now when you're talking about this platform being the platform for you to express yourself in ways that you feel safe and that it doesn't tire you out, uh, I was thinking, wow, it sounds like a step towards yourself reclamation as well yeah so I really appreciate this platform and whoever you are who may be listening out there I think your presence yeah, it, it's just really helpful for me and I hope it would be the same for you too listening to, to us yeah mm. tell me you remember how we got uh, since today is an episode of reflections <laughs> do you remember how we we came together to want to do this podcast. Yes. And that was... <laughs> I can't remember when. I was going through our text, actually, because uh, I wanted to know how far back we came. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
but I couldn't pinpoint to any date. But I remember what well, it was about two years, I think. You can correct me if I'm wrong. No, la la last last year only, man. Uh, I think it was la- early last year. Okay. Yeah, we only started the podcast in September. But I know our planning was way back. Like we were exploring mm-hmm. different avenues on true, true, true. trauma and true, true. body work to yeah. create awareness yeah. in Singapore. That's true. Well, uh, what I remember is uh, we were graduating from our trauma center, trauma sensitive yoga training. Mm-hmm. That was last March, I believe. Have you been uh, using or, or facilitating trauma sensitive yoga classes? Um, not so much in having a like a trauma sensitive yoga specialized class, mm. but I do input some of the principles in the yoga classes that I teach, mm. um, which are not um, like marketed as trauma sensitive yoga. Like I'm mm. quite into the idea of introception. Mm. Yeah to feel our bodies more mm. and also the other side of interoception which is exterioception to mm. use our senses to yeah, sense our environment to find our place in the space that we are in mm. Mm. Can tell us tell our listeners more about what is interoception and exterioception uh, interoception for me, it's the awareness of feeling what's in our body. So it could be um, when you're hungry, you feel your hunger pangs, mm. the gastric kind of feeling. Mm. Or when you need the toilet and your bladder is full, you know that there is a kind of like a pushing out sensation in the area of your bladder. So I think knowing where roughly your bladder is and then that sensation of um, a full one that led you to think that your bladder is full so you need the toilet. Um, that to me is interoception. To feel what is going on in your body. Mm. And exterioception? Is to feel whatever is outside your body. Mm-hmm. Okay, for example... If you are holding on to a cup, you can feel your fingers like touching against the smooth surface of the glass. Mm. And if the water is warm, you can feel the temperature of the water. So using your five senses to sense into where you are physically and also being aware of the external... Uh, stimulations and the external uh, external cues of your environment to tell you that you are in the present moment and where you are in the present moment. Why is that important to you, Tammy, in your trauma-sensitive classes? Mm, I'm going back to my own experience. So before I practice yoga or even trauma-sensitive yoga, uh, I don't think I'm that aware of the signals that my body gave mm. or whatever signals the space that I, I am in I'm that I'm attuned to, um, which I thought 
uh, could possibly let me to just float around my life. Mm. And all I remembered was being busy, uh, running about different places, doing many things at the same time. And then when I look back, I realized my life just went past in a blur and I couldn't remember anything. Um, so then when I'm down, I resort to just eating. Because eating the act of chewing, I think it helps. At that time, I didn't know. But now I think it helps me stay, like, feel alive. Mm, like, mm. I'm, in, I'm in the present. Yeah. 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 So then I realized I had a lot of emotional eating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'll just hold my pee. Mm. For the longest time before I realized I should go to the toilet and empty my bladder, mm. which is not very healthy, lah, yeah, to our body. Right. Mm. Mm. And do you think when you were very busy multitasking and going from one task to another, doing a lot of things, um, do you think you were you being present or no? Because you said when you sat down and chew your food and you really be with the uh, sensation of chewing your food, that's when you feel alive Mm -hmm. and present. So I'm curious, um, would that mean when you are busy, when you're multitasking, uh, that isn't that? I think that's something I'm trying to figure out. Mm. Because... like the flight, uh, the fight and the freeze response is quite muddled yeah, when right. I try to think about how they will look like in my experience. Mm. So at that time, I possibly, I think I'm half alive. Why, would, why do you say that? I still float in my awareness, I think. Um, mm. Say more about this floating in your awareness. What does that mean? Does that mean? I feel like a ghost. Okay. Uh, you know when you turn on the light, mm. but the light is spoiled, uh-huh. then it's like dim. Yep. So I felt that my life has some light, but it's dim. Mm. And when it's dim, things are not really clear. That it's as if there's a fog. Like you don't know mm. what you're doing. or Like you know you're doing something. Yeah, yeah. But you can't really look far. And um, I don't know how to say this. I don't feel like I'm seeing the truth of things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think the eating that I was engaging, it helps me stay barely alive. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you also mentioned you were doing emotional eating. Mm. Yeah. I'm curious what that term means to you. Like when I'm down, I'm sad or empty, I'll reach out for food and mm. eat. Okay. Because there's this hollow in my stomach that mm. I feel, which was very uncomfortable even until today. Um, sometimes I'll, when this feeling comes up, I would not know what to do with it or eat. Without trauma-sensitive yoga, I have no other ways of managing or getting rid of the feeling. Mm-hmm. So, I thought I'm hungry okay. and I eat to 
fill up the space, mm. the hollowness that I was feeling. Wow. What does the difference uh, trauma-sensitive yoga bring to you? So at least I know that there is another way I can maybe increase my tolerance towards this sense of sensation of hollowness or after moving it might go away I see yeah. I see and I don't eat like mm. I don't rely on eating uh, that quickly la, which mm. to me uh, it might be like a form of uh, addiction I feel like a craving that I'm chasing after when I'm down mm. to food la. Right, right. Thank you so much for sharing your experience with our listeners. And I think all the the podcasts, the things that we discuss about the because of this podcast it led me to read more about body related work. It has helped me to come to such realizations in my own life, which was really helpful lah. Mm. Mm. Was uh, did did that include the polyvagal theory? Yeah. Mm. How about yokes? I think I shared quite a bit. Um, I was also curious when about? you mentioned the mm. deep freeze. Right. Uh, how does deep freeze felt like when you were in those states? First of all, I think when it happened, it happened in the middle of an argument with my partner. And... It has happened several times now and the magnitude of it happening fluctuates but I, I've noticed that consistently whenever it happens my mind literally doesn't know that it is happening in my body until much later. So the very first time when I enter into deep freeze it was in the middle of the argument with my partner and I didn't even realise it until I think about half an hour to an hour later. Yeah. And and, and I, I suddenly it was I suddenly caught myself and and realized that okay, so the, the context is that after my body went into a deep freeze, um for some reason, or, or rather I know what's the reason now, but soon after the body, my body went into deep freeze, I started yawning a lot. And so I told my partner, I'm just really tired. Can we don't talk about this today? i like to go home now. And so we ended our uh, conversation. The moment I stepped into the MRT, and I left him, I felt awake again. I stopped yawning. And I was actually pretty alert. Okay. So that's when I, I realized for the very first time, wow, I think what happened just now was actually a shutdown response. And a deep freeze where my body was just shutting down so much because the, the, the trigger uh, was so intense and overwhelming that maybe the only way to cope was to sleep. Yeah. 
And it, it was a very literal response where I start to yawn and, and things like that. Uh, then after that, it, it happened a few more times. So I, I noticed that, you know, wanting to sleep uh, is one of my freeze responses. That's how it feels like in my body. Then subsequently, um, this, this freeze state happened again. And it's always got to do with my partner. Yeah, and, and I, I, I know now that it's definitely something to do with um, my childhood. So something in this relationship is triggering something very deep-rooted in, in my childhood um, experiences. Uh, and I'm still in the process of, of working through that. But in one of the uh, episodes of Deep Freeze, I, I noticed it quite immediately. And um, it, it happened at night. And then the next morning, uh, like you said, I felt like I entered into a fog. And more specifically, I felt like my mind entered into a fog and my body just felt like it was wrapped up in multiple layers of, say, bandages. You know when you uh, layer or when you pile on... Okay, Let's put it this way. My body felt like it was wearing multiple layers of winter clothing until such point where it's just very hard to move and it also feels very stuffy and it definitely felt very muted. Yeah, so there was a fog in my head. Uh, it just felt like life suddenly, you know, like you said, it's really similar to what you said with the light, the light turned on but didn't, right? So I, I felt like there was a veil over my brain <laughs> and it's, it's, it's like I'm just half functioning and I didn't want to talk to anybody which is uh, not usual for me. Um, I, I kind of lost my appetite and I felt like a zombie lah. So that's another, these are, I just, I think I just, yeah, mentioned quite a few ways how deep freeze felt like to me. And, you know, just, just, so when, when I say I felt like a zombie, it also includes that sensation of just feeling real lost. You know, I'm not sure if the listeners, you ever had days where when you wake up, you feel lost, like, what am I supposed to do now? Even though you might have a very fixed routine, you know, maybe you go to work or maybe you, you go out with this person uh, most of the time at this day, but, but you know, when you wake up feeling very lost, you're just not sure. Yeah, and, and life feels very muted. Yeah, so, so that's what I notice about myself. But I think... While I'm working through this, um, I'm also recognizing that capacity to notice there and then. Because whatever we're doing now in this reflection mm -hmm. is very much a cognitive exercise as well, right? We're thinking back and we're, we're trying to put words into the, the sensations that our body had back then. And we put analogies, we put metaphors, we describe it. 
But then, then when it when it is happening in real time, uh, I'm I'm quite grateful that you know I've I've learned to really exercise this muscle where there's a part of me that has learned to really listen in, like you said, you know, the exterior sceptres and the interior sceptres, the felt sense of, of my being and what is my body trying to tell me now. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful that I've, I've, I've been learning to, to exercise this muscle, to recognize it there and then in the moment. Because I think and I feel that even the mere recognition and awareness that oh hey what's happening to me now am i freezing right now um, what is what am i noticing in my body and also what am i noticing in my surroundings now it kind of like um breaks the chain you know uh, and and it almost is like you almost get pulled back into the present moment maybe just for a split second and then perhaps after that, you go back to the free state. But I think any opportunity to just bring us back to the present moment, even if for like milliseconds, um, is a step towards healing. Yeah, And, and um, what I'm hoping and also aiming for is to be able to expand my capacity to, to recognize you know these moments and then to to lengthen those moments uh, where I can be in the present and where I can bring in that tenderness and compassion for myself to acknowledge that I'm in the free state and that I'm okay with it and that it is okay to enter into our free states because I think I can't remember if we spoke about I, I feel like we did and you can correct me if I didn't. We spoke about um, fight, flight, freeze in one of the past episodes. And we also might have talked about how many of us resist or reject the, the fact that we enter into fight, we enter into flight, or that we enter into freeze. Like, you know, it's almost like it's something scary that we need to get rid of. I, I can't remember if we talk about that. I don't think so. Okay. But we did mention fight, flight, freeze. Okay. Well, I'm not sure what's your take on this. Um, my personal opinion is that many of us, we, we resist or, or we, we reject or we avoid. Um, we avoid whenever we realise that we might be fighting that or we might be fleeing or that we might be in our free states because these are very scary states to be in so you know it, it comes with a whole repertoire of emotions of anger of um, shame of deep sadness depression uh, and, and also anxiety yeah for myself um I might not even have the awareness that I'm avoiding or resisting or re rejecting those states. Um, I mean, as we speak, I do recall back episodes of fight. But at that point in time, I don't recall that I recognize them as fight. 
in fact, there are some times I, I just forget about those episodes and I don't see them at that time as avoiding or rejecting. Yeah, it's true. So everything comes with the first layer of awareness. Mm. right? It's, it's almost like layers of layers of recognition. Then uh, beyond those recognition, then there is the whether we are rejecting or we are allowing. You mentioned that in this year, you are beginning to feel more. Yeah? And previously, there may not be that sensation. Right? And I think one of the episodes that I've returned to to listen was the episodes that we did with Diana, the, the three episodes that we did, and we talked about emotions. We talked about intergenerational trauma as well as body work in trauma healing. We spoke about that in the episodes on emotions and how, you know, in our society, in this country, many of us across different generations were and are not allowed to feel. We're not given the permission to feel. When we experience that in our external environment long enough, it becomes our inner reality. Right? And, and so I'm wondering, you know, even just this year, you, be, you starting to feel more is a, a, a sign of shifting away from that reality that you're so used to, which is to not feel. Yeah. Um, I noticed myself feeling more and more over the years. Like, mm. ever since I started yoga, mm. it has been how many years? I can't remember already. Yeah, and right now I'm beginning to notice that maybe I have been in a freeze response for a long time. Like, I'm deliberately putting myself in a very calm or muted state. So right now, I can't differentiate whether I'm calm or muted Mm. because it feels Mm. similar to me. Mm. And I think I I just didn't like myself being in a state of fight where where all the emotions start coming. Anger, uh, and then after anger directed to other people, I'll feel angry towards myself. Yeah, and I feel sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and... The happy moments, the happy feeling, I notice I am not feeling it enough. Mm. Like I don't give myself permission to feel mm. or maybe I don't know how to feel those emotions. Mm. Like I, I, do, I feel that there is a cap I put on myself. Right. And I remember uh, when I was dancing a little bit more in the past five to six years, I mm. had trouble... Um, Letting go. Mm. Like when you perform, when you dance freely for people, you most people, when I see them on videos, they'll be very happy in their body and full of creative expression, um, wanting to share a message, their whole being mm. um, in their dance. But I couldn't do that myself I really struggled with that to the point whereby uh, I, I will break down 
yeah if I mm. yeah I just feel no other words to describe it but a cap that I put on myself to on my potential to feel I, I, I love the analogy because it keeps coming back. <laughs> or which analogy? The analogy of putting something over ourselves and, and more, I guess, more specifically our emotions. Again, our emotions are, at the end of the day, a cognitive meaning-making to the bodily sensations in our body. That's how emotions come about according to, I mean, based on the work of Antonio Damasio and also, I think, in Somatic Experiencing by Peter Levine. But, but yeah, this, this analogy that you just said, you know, putting a cap on yourself and on your emotions. This morning, just as I was re-listening to one of the episodes we did with Diana, she talked about how, you know, when, when we are not permitted, and not allowed to feel uh, and to be with our emotions and, and for many of us here in Singapore that has been running through generations right we some of us may not even realize that we are feeling sometimes and then some of us end up really not liking what we are feeling so that that links back to my idea of us rejecting and resisting our emotions and then our fight flight freeze also um, and and then what ends up happening is that these emotions get locked inside ourselves somewhere and then Diana talked about um, and if you are keen you can go back to episode I think it was three four and five so Diana talked about how in trauma healing and specifically in body work, you know, it's an opportunity for the emotions to be witnessed once again in a way that is safe, in a way that is tender, such that we are also not just releasing the cat altogether and we pour out all the emotions, but we're, we're, we're opening this cat or another analogy is the tap. We're opening this tap slowly and gently. And, and um, she talked about how body work really offers that opportunity to experience this in, in, in a slow and gentle way that is not also going to overwhelm us. Because I think in some of the uh, healing modalities, uh, sometimes people may, or, or rather there's, there are schools of thought who believe in flooding. Right, like one shot, let's re-experience this and see how it goes for you. I know that's definitely um, a modality in, in the field of psychology. Um, but yeah, that there can be another way to allow these emotions that have been kept locked. You know, it's not even like they, they are just... Uh, swept one side but I think for some of us they were really locked like you know people telling us or us telling ourselves do not feel this way and, and, and maybe this instruction wasn't verbal it could be non-verbal it could be like every time in the past we felt a certain way we get these um, signals from our family from our friends like yeah, why are you, why are you 
feel this feeling like don't right um, it's not cool <laughs> uh, it shouldn't be you don't make me throw face don't make me lose face yeah don't feel this kind of feeling don't behave like this these are all very subtle signals that we send each other about how our emotions can or shouldn't be can be or shouldn't be yeah and actually whatever you shared also brings me back to recently what happened with me and my colleagues mm. um, there wasn't some it wasn't something uh, overt like disagreement but there was some tension uh, that I felt and I remember one week um, I was so triggered that I got angry really easily and I told myself okay I need to calm down and all that so um, I tried to do some body work meditation and all that and I managed to finally calm my body down but the next day when I'm put in the same office mm. meeting the same kind of situation and tension mm. I get triggered again yeah and it happens quite often and it's very tiring to um, bring my nervous system back down and then the next moment it, it just comes up again yeah uh, so there was once I really couldn't take it anymore like whoever comes and like share their emotions with me I felt I didn't have any capacity to listen sure so I think I began to shut down so mm. I couldn't meet anyone eye to eye yeah. so I feel myself retreating into mm. the shell of my body mm. so my body is still that size but I noticed <laughs> my inner being shrunk yeah. Yeah. yeah and I had no choice but at that point in time because it was still in the middle of work time yeah. I couldn't like run away mm. or do anything about it Mm. Uh, so I was like okay give myself some space and I uh, sat in front of my computer do some deep breathing noticing my breath my body my belly I noticed a rush like something boiling in my heart mm. like there was something huge that was going to explode mm. yeah couldn't really describe the sensations but then then I was feeling it um, then I left it as that I went home I asked myself like finally I had this realization and will to sit myself down and ask myself this question like why do I feel this way and I think it's not the first time that um I met with such a situation. Mm. It's just a different person. Mm. But a similar kind of situation causing similar kind of tensions. Mm. Then there is a pattern I noticed. There must be something. And then when I look back, um, the impatience I felt was also something that went back to my childhood. Mm. Um, the anger that I felt to the other person uh, was also something that went back to my childhood like not being able to make myself hurt 
acknowledged and accepted for what I say. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just sat with that for some time, a few days in fact, with this realization. And then what happened after that? What happened after that? In fact, I didn't even need to do any more meditation. Like I, I felt a release in my belly, in my hips, my shoulders. And the next day I realized I there are moments I got upset, but it wasn't that like if I have to rate on a scale of one to five, mm. it wasn't five as before. It mm. was like two and mm. I still had the capacity to take in uh, other people's emotions. Like I think they were also feeling it. They were also yeah. angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was able to hold that space for them. Wow. Knowing that I could hold it for, for myself as well. I think what you share, I, I just have this image that um, the feelings, when we name our feelings, and then we pass a judgment on our feelings. In fact, I think the judgment comes first. Like, don't feel this. It is not good. That's true. Yeah. Even before we actually name it as anger or resentment. Yeah, so, so see, as you mentioned in this moment right now, right, before we name it, we are already putting a judgment on mm. it, right? Like, don't feel that. Or maybe Which even also some of means us uh, do something to the emotion, even before judgment. Like, they already subconsciously tell themselves not to feel. Like you say, they'll avoid, you reject. So they are doing something to manage it. Based yeah. on the judgment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so to, in order to either do that or to pass the judgment of, nope, I shouldn't feel this way, it must mean that that emotion has already existed somewhere in our body. Mm-hmm. And the body is already picking up those, cue, those cues at the bodily level, at the nervous system level. Then, slowly, when our mind catches up with it, and, and our mind is made up of the conscious and the subconscious also, right? Then the mind is like, either like subconsciously like start to avoid, uh, mute it down, shut it down, or if it has arrived in the conscious state, then we may be passing the judgment of this is not a sensation I like and I'm going to dismiss it. Yeah, and, and sometimes... I think these sensations really come out as very subtle, nuanced contractions or um, a tingling or like maybe nausea, uh, eyes hurting or eyes welling up or the heart pounding very, very fast. Um, yeah, I, I believe these, these are some of the starting sensations that will begin to form what we will later name as emotions. Mm. And I recall what Shannon mentioned about time zone of the body and mind. Yeah. So yeah, we are yeah, very yeah, quick. Yeah. Correct. Our mind. Yeah. It, in a split second, actually many things has already happened. Yes. And when we engage in body-related work, I mm. think we are trying to slow down the processes yeah. Yeah. so that we can see them. And then, maybe just feeling the sensations mm. and yeah. Um, yeah. no judgment. 
So we are just sitting with it and And like like what you say just now, you know, when you sat with yourself after the the anger has exploded in the office and 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 things like that. I, I heard you said that I was asking myself something like what was your body trying to tell you? Why are you feeling like that? You were asking why are you feeling like that? So I think if we can put aside the judgment and you know really simply be with our body and getting curious why is my body feeling like this? What is my body trying to tell me? There is something important happening here and, and, and what is our body trying to tell me? I think that's one way Right to move ourselves out of the the fight flight freeze or to move through the fight flight freeze freeze yeah they they exist for a very important reason and that would be what Stephen Porges would also say in the polyvagal theory. I guess sharing my experiences in freeze what. I noticed what has been really, really helpful when I enter into these deep freeze states was to simply leave my house, first of all. I would go down to my park. Yeah, and because I say I don't even want to talk to anybody, right? But I, I, feel, I feel okay. It's not even like I feel better. I feel okay just sitting at the park and looking at the trees and then just gazing at people uh, doing their things <laughs> so, so they may be running they may be doing exercise they, uh, the old uncles and aunties may be doing qigong or, or things like that and um, that brings me comfort that brings me comfort to move me out of my free state just a tiny bit more yeah um and then the other thing that's really helpful for me is earthing. And I'd love to talk more about earthing if the listeners are keen to, to, to hear about that. So earthing simply means, you know, taking our shoes off and connecting ourselves back to earth, right? Whether it's standing on earth, sitting down or even lying down. About 10 to 15 minutes of that and I could feel the energy coming back into my body. So it's almost like peeling off the winter clothes. If free states to me, oh, I just realized free state and then wearing winter. winter clothes. Oh my gosh, I must have said that with a subconscious um, yeah, idea to, to use it as a metaphor. Oh gosh. Oh gosh, I'm just realizing <laughs> how profound this <laughs> this analogy is. Let's just sit with this. Yeah, 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 it's like it's like winter happening in in my in my heart and in my body. Um, yeah, yeah, and and so that earthing and that sitting in the park and I am actually connecting with people, but I'm not talking to them. I'm just being in the presence of other living beings, and these living beings are people. These living things are the trees. You know, the, the soil, the earth, uh, the ants, the animals, I mean the cats and the dogs that I see at the park. Um, after spending some time earthing and also just being in the park, I could feel the energy returning back to my body. And that felt like 
removing those winter clothings, right? In, in, in the analogy, removing the, the winter clothing pieces by pieces, right? One by one. It's also not like straight away everything will be removed. So I think free state is a really delicate um, state to be in and also to move out of. It's not as simple and fast as maybe say a fight response. Yeah, I, I think with fight responses, and again, you know, different people different, right? For some people, it's really very hard to calm down when they explode. I, I've met friends and I've met people uh, who are very stuck in their fight responses. But I do think that the free state is one that is really very delicate mm, to move through and also to move out of. Actually, just now I wanted to draw yes? <laughs> your analogy. Okay, we we'll look forward to that in the IG post. <laughs> <laughs> My drawing is not really good. So to anyone else out there who, <laughs> who um, is into drawing mm-hmm. and if hearing our podcast makes you want to turn it into a visual, you're welcome to share it with us. Yeah, and, and I guess, Tammy, we've already started talking about the polyvagal theory, right? And, and Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, we, we've taken some baby steps towards it. So... Uh, we would be happy to share more about the polyvagal theory and how it informs us about trauma and also about healing. Uh, drop us a note, you know, send us a message on Instagram or reach out to us if you are interested to hear more so that we also know what um, you like to hear more about in this new year of 2022. Okay. So with that, shall we end today's episode? Yes. So it feels quite pretty random, but I can't believe one hour has passed. Yeah, I love this, man. <laughs> Free flow. Alright, see you all. And take care. Hope to hear from you soon. Bye. Bye.